0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the First in Tech podcast. I'm your host, technician sports editor Camden Spate. I'm assistant sports editor Jake Acovaro. And I'm video editor Jalen Harrington. And today we're going to talk about some NC State football yet again. Now, NC State, you know, coming off a loss as they have been the last week or so, two weeks, whatever it is. We're going to get to that. But first, we're going to talk about a different subject like we will at the beginning of every episode, something from the sports world. And today we're gonna to talk about today we're gonna to talk about Vontez Burfecht, the Oakland Raiders linebacker that was ejected from a game after a helmet to helmet hit against the Colts. And immediately following the game, he was suspended for the remainder of the season by the NFL. Obviously not a first time offender of this act, you know, always being kind of a dirty player, but did it warrant a full season suspension? I mean, that's—I don't think
1: so. Um, the hit was dirty, sure. Yeah, definitely um, was dirty. I was thinking four games. It seemed like the standard was four games since in his past, he got four games every single time for dirty hits. Well, I that, you four,
0: just said it every single time. Every like, yeah, it, if it, was if like it continues three or four to time. do that,
1: don't you think
0: it warrants more than four but games?
1: Sure, but the escalation from four, four, four to whole season instead of maybe four, eight, twelve full season is kind of weird. Like, you would think that they would have some consistency and, you know, a kind of system for how they do this, but they don't. They do things the way the NFL does things, which is just, I feel like a full season, so you're gone for the full season.
2: Yeah, I think he deserves the full season. Honestly, I think he should be banned from the NFL because, like, it happens every time. I mean, this is his fourth suspension for this type of hit. Like, he keeps he doing obviously, it. Yeah, he obviously hasn't learned from it. Yeah. It's, he's endangering players, he's knocked players out. Like, there's no reason for him to still be like the the league preaches safety and I think they finally got it right now in banning him for the rest of the year because why keep him in what's the point of if if he doesn't learn from the suspensions he's had then he doesn't deserve to be here like it, football like Hard hits happen, but hard hits when someone is on the ground, kneeling, defenseless, pretty much. Like the guy was on the ground, perfect comes in, just helmet to helmet as hard as he can, pretty much launches himself
0: into it. There's no place in the game for that. He was already wrapped up or down, whatever it was, but he was not in a position where that, like he needed to come in that hard at all. And I think it was on Doyle, but the tight end. But like, I just don't see the reason of which he would, like, want to do that. Like, it was a completely vicious hit, completely intentional, honestly probably intentional to try to hurt him specifically. And I, I think I agree with you, Jake. I think, you know, a year, you know, he, he's done it multiple times now. I think a year was, or the rest of the season at least, was okay. Because technically, technically, it is, like, a eight-game suspension. It's yeah. the rest of the season. Yeah. So... You know, obviously, it sounds weird because it's a year or a full season, but it is like an eight, nine game suspension, however many weeks there are left. But I think it was probably warranted just based on how many times he's done it.
1: One thing I will say is Vontez perfect is responsible for how Antonio Brown is today. So <laughs>
0: that, <laughs> maybe that it's was, good that we've got that man off of the field. That hit was pretty bad too. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I don't think that he needs to continue playing. Honestly, and if he comes back and does it again, then it might be time to to kick him out completely. But I, I do agree that the NFL needs some sort of some sort of, you know, method to go about these suspensions because just kind of doing whatever they feel like probably isn't the best idea. Like you said, Jalen, but if they have a system of which four, 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 eight a season, you're gone then I feel like that's probably a good system for it. That's all I want
1: is I just want more consistency and having a rigid structure that they have to abide by.
0: All right, so as we spent too much time talking about the issue last week, we're going to move on. And we're going to go to some NC State football. Traveled to Tallahassee, Florida. Got beat pretty bad, 31-13 at the hands of Florida State. Matthew McKay, I think, had three drives he went 3-for-7 with 20 yards, and then it was basically the Bailey Hockman show for the remainder of the game.
1: Right, so early in the week before the game, um, Dave Dorn was asked whether or not Bailey Hockman would see some time against Florida State, and he gave a pretty weird answer of just, you'll have to wait and see, uh, which leads me to believe that this was less so about McKay's performance during the game, which was bad, let's be clear. Yeah. Um, But it was more so about them wanting to see a lot of Hockman
0: before this bye because they're reopening this quarterback competition. Um, And it seems like that is the right move at this point, is to reopen it to whoever wants to take it next. I guess. um, I'm
1: As y'all can probably tell, I'm really burned out by this quarterback competition. (laughs) Um, So if it were up to me, I don't care. Throw out Leary. Um, And what I will say to that point is just that It's very clear that none of these quarterbacks are good enough to make this offense good by themselves. You know, every other unit has a lot to get better at the O line, the wide receivers, the running backs were good. Now they're getting hurt, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. Um, The play callers have to get better. Everything has to improve, And it's not just about finding a quarterback. Sure. They need to, but there's a lot more that's going to go into that. And at this point, I, from what I've seen, they were all, they're all pretty equal. You know, Bailey Hockman is a little more willing to pass the ball. He still only went 21 for 40. You know, he led one touchdown drive in the entire game. You know, at least McKay put up, what, 30-something, at least 20-something points on West Virginia. You know, to me, it doesn't really matter McKay, Hockman, Leary, who I see out there. It's more about the play calling and the guys around him.
2: What I don't get is, if the leash going into this game was so short on Matt McKay, why not just start Bailey Hawkman? Like, if you were planning on taking McKay out so pretty much instantly, and it's not even like—like, like McKay was 3 for 7, 20 yards— Certainly not good by any means, but like he, he he didn't look terrible or anything. It it looked like he was predetermined yeah. that McKay would get a few drives and they would go to Hawkman. But why not just give Hawkman give Hawkman the first team reps throughout pack, practice in the week? Let him be fully prepared. Don't just throw him in there in the middle of the game in the middle of a close game too. Like we saw that this past weekend in the NFL with the Redskins, they finally decided to start to to put in Dwayne Haskins. And they threw him out to the wolves in the middle of the game, didn't give him time to prepare or anything. I, I saw th- this podcast that I listened to, I won't plug it, but th- they said <laughs> something basically. the good the really good organizations, they give a quarterback, a young quarterback, a rookie quarterback in this situation, Bailey Hawkman is essentially a rookie in terms of starting in college football. They give him the, they give them after the bye week to prepare. so you pretty much get two weeks to prepare for your opponent opponent. Okay, like decent organizations, competent organizations will give them, will tell them on Monday, you're starting Saturday. So you have a week to prepare. Bad organizations will just throw them in at halftime and decide, hey, they'll give you halftime. You get 15 minutes. Figure out what you're going to do when you're going in the second half. Just organizations that it doesn't seem know what they're doing, just throw them out in the middle of a game, no time to prepare or anything. where does that make sense? If if McKay's lease was that short, leash was that short, just start Hawkman. Give Hawkman the whole week as the
0: starter. If right. it was Hawkman's game, give him the game yeah. because it obviously was. He passed forty times and played all but three and a half drives. Give him the entire game, the entire week to prepare. He's a Florida State transfer, so he was motivated in some way. So, like, give him the entire game to see what he can do. Obviously, we don't have a, you know, sure number one quarterback, and we're not sure who's going to play quarterback the rest of the year. So why not give him the whole game to see what he can do for that?
1: Right, and it, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, McKay's first drive, you give Houston three runs, so we throw it out. He gets two drives, basically. On one of those drives, he throws what I will continue to say is his best ball this entire year. That, uh, that corner route to Emezi? where he fits it perfectly yeah. on the guy. I mean, with safety coming over the top, corner behind him. I mean, perfect ball. Yeah, he was inaccurate after that, but McKay usually takes a little bit to settle in. He never got that chance. Even when NC State got the ball in FSU territory, which would have been McKay's drive four, Hawkman goes out there, and it's like, even the announcer for the game was like, wow, you wouldn't even let McKay get one
0: last drive in FSU territory? You know it's McKay's just... not going to come out firing. Right. Like, that's not his style. Right. So give him three drives when in any other game, that would be the point where you're like, okay, he should settle in now. Like this, The next couple of drives should be the ones that he's you know more prepared for. Right. And you give him three drives, and then you take him out for someone else, and then Hockman has to get settled in. It right. just
1: doesn't make sense. I, I don't think how they handled that was fair to either quarterback. I think if Bailey was going to be the guy, if you don't want to announce it to us, that's cool. You know, have Matt McKay warm up like he's the one and then throw Bailey Hawkman out there first play of the game. You know, that's what Florida State did. Florida State said, James Blackman's starting. And then first play was Alex Hornibrook. They yeah. didn't throw James Blackman out there for two drives and then go, here you go, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a difference in how these, uh, you know, the other teams are handling their quarterbacks. And I think so far... The way the NC State has handled
0: this quarterback competition has been a little off. And Devin Leary came in four for five, 54 yards, you know, looked accurate. Do you think that of the three, he might be the most likely going forward just because of the accuracy and the other two not being able to, you know, play? Well, with Hockman getting injured, it looks a lot more likely to happen.
1: Right. Um, out of all three quarterbacks that played, I would say Leary looked the best to me, but he only looked the best in five throws. You right. know, it's a short sample size. It was against some pressure, so I won't say it was against prevent defense, which some fans are saying that's just not true. You know, he was making tough plays. He throws the ball really hard. Um, he's decently good at moving in the pocket. You know, I like his accuracy so far. He had almost had a nice touchdown throw to Devin Carter, which, you know, a little bit off. And then he should have had a touchdown to Max Fisher, and there was a fumble. And I really love – my favorite part about that play is Max Fisher fumbles that football, and he's rolled over, head on hands. And Devin Leary, who's obviously running down to celebrate a celebrated touchdown, immediately goes over to him and, you know, is getting off the ground. You know, that's leadership, and I really enjoyed to see that from him. So if it were me, I would want to see what Leary has just because why not?
2: <laughs> I would like to see what Leary has too, but – I mean, obviously, it depends on health. It depends on... Ultimately, the coaches can do what they want to do. But I think if we're going how the depth chart at the start of the season was McKay, Hawkman, Leary. We tried McKay. Didn't work. I would like to see Hawkman have a whole week as the first-string quarterback, get the first-string reps. I would like to see how he plays in a game... As the clear cut starter, not having to look over his back, not wondering, hey, am I going to randomly get tossed in in the second quarter of this game? I-, I would like to see him fully prepared, see how that goes. But I do think, like, we have seen all three quarterbacks, and there's not much of a difference between, like, nothing has worked so far. So something's got to change.
1: Yeah. Um, and I'll say this is the best time for this to happen, and I, that's why I think it's planned because they have this bye, and then they have Syracuse. Bye week is huge. Right, then they have Syracuse on a short week, so they've got, what, 10 days to prepare rather than four? Something like four, that, yeah. You know, so I think whoever they're going to go with, I don't think they go back to McKay, even though I feel like he should be a legitimate option to start. I feel like the three quarterbacks that they have – Either of them should be able to walk out there, and I would not think a thing of it. I don't.
0: I don't think they should go McKay to start. We've seen what he can do starting, and I honestly, he might still be the guy going forward. He might be the best of the three options. Yeah. But you need to give. I don't care if it's Hawkman. I don't care if it's Leary. Give one of them the that entire time to prep, knowing they are the starter. Because if you mentally knowing you're the starter, having the long week to prepare, the bye week, obviously. No get, tell someone they the starter. Flip a coin. I don't care. <laughs> just tell someone they the starter because like that way they know and we can see what happens, you know, Thursday night against Syracuse. Yeah and you know, go from there. But like give Hawkman the start, give Leary the start. Just I don't think it needs to go back to McKay. I just don't think at this point we can consider him the best option at all.
1: I I disagree. Um and I disagree, frankly, because I think we all agree that. The quarterbacks, none of them are too much different than the other. I mean, they offer different things, but overall for the team, none of them are that much different. Why should so, McKay
0: get the start? Like,
1: why? He, what? what I what I'm saying is, you know, if I think what they're doing is reopening this whole competition, when you reopen the competition, I don't want them to immediately throw away McKay and say, McKay, you can't win this. No matter how good you play in practices next week, you can't win it. If McKay starts balling out, which I don't think he will, but let's say if, I would say throw him out there. You know. I'm not partial to just
0: saying, let me see a new face to see a new face. All Um, right. You know, I I would agree with that because of the long week, because of the bye week. You have, you know, almost two weeks, you know, 11, 10 days to prepare for this game. That's enough time to throw all three guys at the first offense. See what happens in practice. I'd agree with that. If it wasn't a bye week. I just don't see any way McKay should be starting at all. And and the thing is, the thing is still it's not
1: always about the best quarterback, it's who gives you the best chance to win. Right. And Hawkman almost got picked off like five times in that game, but he didn't. He didn't, that's true, but... Good defenses will pick those balls off. Florida State's defense is very, very bad. Exactly. I mean, they were jumping routes for Hawkman. They were, you yeah. know, there were balls hitting hands, and they weren't catching them. I, you know, and that's well, a concern. Well, that's
0: what we've talked about is McKay's not going to throw a pick. We've talked right. about that because right. of the way he throws the ball. Right. We're, NC State's not going to win with the way he throws the ball because he's not going to take those shots. Like, Hawkman. I don't know if they were necessarily just terrible throws or if he was taking shots downfield. But we know McKay's not going to do that. Can we say that they're going to win with though? Hawkman, we can't say we're going to win anything.
1: Hockman got them seven points in three quarters. Like, here's what I do want to throw out there. McKay has had his ups and downs. You know what I mean? But he's proven that he can put points on the board. Not very many. But he can put points on the board. I mean, you more know, than
0: Hockman scored in those three quarters. But seven that's and the three, thing. You gave
1: you gave Hockman three quarters and he didn't start. But seven and he, three he quarters. Doesn't,
0: we don't even know what Hockman can I, do. Actually,
1: actually let, me, let me not be incorrect. He had one touchdown drive, 13 points in total. One okay. of which was off of a short field that started in field goal range. But 13 points. I mean, and 13 points isn't going to get it done. So find me whichever quarterback can get you more than 13 points a game, and I'm fine. Throw them out there. It doesn't matter if it's McKay, if it's Hockney, if it's Leary. I mean, and the other thing is we have to remember, State's coaches aren't just throwing the season away. They aren't wanting to waste games. They don't want to waste a Syracuse game saying, let's just throw a new quarterback out there and see what we have. They don't want to just throw Leary in there. They want to believe that they can win with Leary.
0: Do you think we have any better chance to do it with a different guy? I mean, like... Any better chance? What do you mean? I I I don't think think we have a better chance whether we throw McKay who's had three starts or four starts, whatever it is, than if we throw a guy out there that has no starts.
1: I think you have the best chance with the guy who's got the most experience, which is why McKay won the job originally. But what, um, why
0: did he? What experience
2: did he have? The, the eight passes he com- he attempted last year. Hey, yeah, but more, he was seven so, for eight, right? He was seven for that,
1: eight, and more so, more so the time in the system, I would say, and the comfort, the the comfortability, uh, with his receivers, but, you know. I just think that we have to remember that State's coaches are trying to win games while still trying to figure out a quarterback, and that's just muddying the waters even more. And I think that's going to create even more of a mess as time goes on because they should know by now. We should not yeah. be in ACC play thinking who's going to be the quarterback because they refused to give Hawkman and Leary time during the first four games. Yeah, I can't. That give, was a mistake.
2: I can't give them a pass for that because they, they've had seven months to figure out who their quarterback is going to be. Right.
0: I mean, well, you look at that, and it's like, you name a starter, you know, there might not be a big difference between the three guys, but you named McKay the starter, and you're not going to give him three, four full games to just see what happens? Like, that doesn't make sense to me either, because, what, you're going to pull McKay after a game and a half where he doesn't look so good? Or, like, the first two games were good, you know? Well, no,
1: what I'm saying is, you know, for ECU and Western Carolina, you know, those were blowouts, and McKay played well. Give McKay the first half. Give Hockman the third quarter. Give Leary the fourth quarter. If you want to give him a K-3 quarters, give him three quarters. Let them split the fourth quarter. But just get them out there. Let them see some time because you can't act. It's just like the other players. It's just like the running backs where all three running backs saw a lot of time. It's just like wide receiver where all of the wide receivers saw time in those blocks because you just got to get them snaps so that they can be ready when their number is called, like Leary's was. Leary wasn't expecting to play last week, I don't think. But Hockman goes down. And they refuse to turn back to McKay, so he's got to go out there and go four for five, You know, that's expected.
0: Either way, what NC State knows is that it needs a running game. And Jordan Houston got the start because Knight and person were both seemed to be banged up. He had nine carries for sixty one yards. Knight had seven carries for 24 yards. Person, I think, also had seven carries. Yeah, about 24 yards for him, too. So and he wh- also got hurt. Right. So what was the, you know, thought going into Houston starting? Was it just because, you know, banged up guys or, like, just needed something different? So Knight was banged
1: up uh, with a hamstring injury. That explains why he didn't start. Uh, I feel like they were going to carry him, uh, bring him along kind of slowly. Um I've sensed just a vibe from State's coaches that there's a little hint of annoyance with Ricky person. Just maybe he doesn't practice hard, maybe assists, maybe a stat. I don't know. But there's a hint of annoyance, but they really love Jordan Houston. One thing this coaching staff loves is someone who works hard, works really, really hard. Um, scrappy. Scrappy, right? Jordan love Houston that is that. He's a very scrappy player. Very uh he's the coach's son. Um so I think what happened was Houston probably had a really good week of practice, and to reward that, they probably started him. Um, and he performed well. You know, 61 yards on nine rushes is nothing to sneeze at. that's, yeah, that's seven, pretty good. That's almost seven
0: yards I mean, it's a carry. small sample size with nine rushes, but, you know, you have three guys out there, so. Right. And what complicates the issue
1: is NC State supposedly are on the run game. They're down to one healthy back. Yeah. You know,
0: that's... Not what you want out of I, your best position. I think maybe starting Houston could have been to light fire under Person.
1: Perhaps. Unfortunately,
0: he's now hurt. and yeah. unknown with you know the extent of that injury. Yeah, and Knight's banged up a little bit with the hamstring he's been dealing with. So it end up, I would you know unless Knight comes on really strong in this you know week and a half of practice, it could be Houston again. I would think. I
1: mean, it's really good timing again with this bye. um because Knight has an extra week. To take things easy and come back healthy. Um, I'd be happy with the duo of Houston and Knight, personally.
0: Explosive. Um, I mean, yeah. they're both good.
1: Explosive. And then you've got Trent Penix, who you can throw in there for a couple of yeah. snaps every now and again.
0: And um, we, we uh, I think, you know, we probably thought Penix would be one of those re- you know, regular rotation guys coming into the year anyway. You know, and they, he's not. They threw him in there.
1: Yeah. But he's never been right. in that rotation. But if Knight's
0: mean? not 100%, NC State fans would. I would think would see him against Syracuse.
1: I think pass protection you'll definitely see him. That was Ricky's role really. Um one of his bigger roles is pass protection and also short yard situations. So Trent will do a lot of pass pro for NC State. They'll test him and see if he can uh you know provide some rushing yards uh, maybe in short darn short yard situations, but you know we'll see what happens. I think the big thing is just you feel bad about your quarterbacks and now you're feeling worse about your running backs. Worse than great still is good, right? So you're feeling good about your running backs. But, you know, it's
0: just a question mark of how can NC State get points? So quickly, let's move to the defense. It seemed like the defense actually played well. I mean, 31 points, but in general it seemed like they played well and really it was the offense that squandered any chance for winning that game. But, you know, the defense had 8 sacks and 14 tackles for loss, so... I mean, the defense seemed like they held their ground.
1: Yeah, no, the defense, in the first half especially, they were just constantly bailing out the offense because the offense was terrible. You know, the first field goal that they got was a direct result of the defense keeping Florida State, Penn State, uh, pinned Deep with sacks. Um, You know, for three and a half quarters, Cam Akers had 40 yards. Yeah, He had that one last touchdown that got him, you know, to 83. But they had a great game. Overall, like,
0: that's pretty good performance no hand-takers.
1: no that's what you're you know that's something you have to be happy with yeah you know and I think the big standout was probably Leroy Richardson um he had three and a half sacks another guy that didn't really show up in the stat sheet but was all over the place uh Xavier Lias he's the third down pass rusher uh for NC State and he absolutely gets after the quarterback um I love watching him play um Payne Wilson also had a crazy game he was all over everywhere Jumping over offensive linemen. Um, Tackling people one-armed. Right. Yeah, (laughs) that was crazy. He, like, clotheslined him. Dude, he's got dash strength where he just (laughs) grabs you with the hand and you're going down. I mean, it got to the point where I've never seen this before. Florida State, at the snap, would just drop to the ground and cub block. And all across the board. All right. five offensive linemen just right. drop right to the ground. Yeah. Just so that he could get the ball off. You know, I've never seen that before. And that speaks to just how great a game NC State's D-line at least had. And, you know, it's just a sad thing that the offense couldn't put points on the board to help him out.
0: And, you know, going to the secondary, McLeod's still out. That hurts a lot for the secondary. But... You know, it did, it seemed like overall their number one receiver just didn't have as good a game as he could have. Right. I mean, NC
1: State still had a pretty good game in the secondary. You know, they forced Alex Hornibrook to spread the ball around. Uh, there was no receiver that went over 100 yards. One had like 91, one had 77, one had like 44. Um, and Alex Hornibrook got to 300 yards by
0: passing it around, yeah. which, is
1: one, which, which is what you want to force the quarterback to do. Make
0: sure one guy doesn't beat you. In this instance, I think mostly that was on Cam Akers, and they did that.
1: Exactly. Uh, I mean, and Tamar on Terry had two touchdowns, but he did it on 70 yards rather than almost 150 last year, which shows marked improvement in the secondary, I think.
2: I mean, I I think the secondary played better than it has in the past, but you still let – I mean, Hornybrook, like, you look at his stats from Wisconsin, he's not a good quarterback. And you did let him throw for over 300 yards. Like, I I agree they did – they weren't helped out—the The gross numbers weren't helped out by the fact that the offense couldn't stay on the field. So the defense is going to obviously have more time on the field, which means more chances to let up yards, let up points, etc. I, I think going into the game, it seems very obvious their game plan was shut down Cam, Cam Akers, and they didn't think Hornibrook could beat them with his arm. Hornibrook did beat them with his arm. They did shut down Cam Akers for the most part, which— Teams don't do. <laughs> like yeah, makers no, doesn't get yeah, shut down. Yeah, so I, I do think they feet. did a great job. I, I think there's obviously still work to do in the secondary, but I don't know how much better the secondary can get than it played because of the injuries, because of who it's missing. Um, you don't want to see a below-average quarterback like Hornybrook throw for over 300 yards, but it took a lot to get there. They had a lot of injuries, and I do think the defensive line and, and the front six in general, but especially the defensive line were monsters. Like, they were beasts the entire game.
1: It just they were on the field too much. I
2: think the best defense is a good offense.
1: No, exactly, and that's why it keeps on going back to, you know, no matter who they find a quarterback, it doesn't really matter. Just put points on the board. And if you can't
0: put points on the board, just hold on to the ball. And I think that's one thing is that the defense is going to hang in there. Really, in any game that we play, N C State plays this year, Besides maybe Clemson, the defense is going to hang in enough. Where if the offense is on point, NC State should win. But the big if of if the offense is on point is a big problem.
1: It's a very large if. I mean, looking at the rest of NC State's schedule, you know we don't. And, have to And go I want to get far. to that
0: because I, I want your opinion on where does our record stand after seeing the first couple of games? Where does NC State finish? Is there still going to be a ball game? So, as you say it's 3-2 now,
1: do you feel confident against Syracuse? Not at, gosh, not at no. this point. Do you feel confident against
0: or at BC? I don't feel confident against any team. Do you feel confident, right, at Wake? I mean, I don't well, see yeah, a single— you, see, you look at, you know, Boston College, you know, obviously A.J. Dillon, kind of the same as Cam Akers. Yeah. We should slow him down enough. Will we do enough to win? Probably not. Wake Forest has looked incredible, especially passing, and that's a big problem for us. I mean— I mean, I don't see a single game remaining on the schedule that I feel confident that NC State will win. I mean you look at the last three. Louisville at home, right? Georgia Tech on the road, UNC at home. Louisville is good. Louisville is better than I think most people thought. They're, they're better than the record says that they are. And, and then you, Georgia Tech is really the game that I probably feel the most confident in. Do you though? You feel yeah.
1: confident about State going overall, to Georgia Tech? Okay, on overall, a Thursday night game? I don't what, think Georgia Tech's exactly
2: is a, a hard, a difficult place to play nowadays. Okay,
0: they still have triple option guys, not running a triple option. Okay, I, I just don't think that you know if okay. If I were to look at all the games, that is the game I would put the most money on. Okay, <laughs> because the rest of them I don't know, and even UNC like. That UNC could, is a better team. That could very well be a loss. Better team and more more well-coached. So do you think do you guys think we make a bowl game? Do we get to six? It'll
1: I say be, no. It'll be a struggle to get to six. I
2: don't see three wins left on the schedule. I, I think maybe Louisville, although I think their quarterback is going to give our defense fits. Um, I think we beat Georgia Tech. Um, I can see them maybe beating Boston College, who doesn't look great. Struggled with Rutgers for a little bit. Yeah. Then beat them handily got blown out by Kansas. I don't see them beating UNC. Don't see them beating Syracuse. Don't see them beating Clemson. Um, don't see them beating Wake Forest. I, I I don't see where you get three wins from. Because this isn't a team that I think has even the raw talent to go in and upset someone. Like you oh. saw the 2016 team almost upset Clemson. That team was filled with talent. They just weren't able to put it together for most of the season. But they were a talented team. And you see that
0: in the NFL right now. Yeah. yeah.
2: This team's not talented. And I, I don't – I don't see who I don't see I don't see three
0: wins left on the schedule.
1: No, I I think if what if you want me to bet on these games, at B C will get you a win. I kinda
0: like at B C because how the defense plays against the running game. Right. And I just not sure Boston College can be NC State in the air.
1: Boston College lost to Kansas. Right. So there's also that. Um the second game would be Louisville, I think. I don't think they went at G T. Um and I think if state is what, five and six hanging to that last game against UNC, Dave Dorn is really not uh gonna want to go five and seven. Especially five and seven with a loss. You to don't UNC. think you
0: don't think UNC is gonna love to knock NC State out of a bowl game? Because... I think they would,
1: but I think this defense shows up against uh against UNC with a home crowd at their back. After how chippy last game was, yeah, but I the think problem's
2: problem not if the defense shows up. Which will the offense shows up against the UNC defense that just shut down Clemson?
1: Let's just let's point out <laughs> a that that was Clemson's you know what game. Like come they, on, they've
2: shut down a number of off. They shut down Wake Forest's offense for most for almost three quarters of the game. Yeah, the, UNC's defense is legit. Our uh-huh. offense will not be able to move the ball. The defense will have to be at its best. And
1: uh, let's just say I'm not buying the hype on their defense. And I still remember last year when Reggie Glassby put five touchdowns on their head. Yeah, but, and I think Zoniman but, Knight could have a Mac, similar but game Mac this year. Is <laughs> Mac, Mac is back. Mac is not back. back. Mac is absolutely not back. Look, I, thought, I thought we were done with they this. They were about one play in each game away they from being 5-0 right three now. three straight games. Mac is not back. We're going to talk about this right now. No, we're not. We're going to talk about this right now. Why are people pretending that Mac is back just because it's cool? Like, I mean, is it's an not, old man you, dancing that cool to no. y'all? Look Why, at UNC what is the last few years. It's pretty
2: simple. UNC the last few years was really bad. Yeah. UNC th- this the hype year. they just lost good.
1: three straight games, and people are saying one, they're one bad. of them but Clemson. You don't even count that. I don't but care anyone else. NC State it. almost beat Clemson at Clemson. You know three what that years was ago, two years ago. L, you know what that was? An L. Also, it was an L. It's dude. pretty simple.
2: UNC is a fairly talented team. Mac Brown is a good coach. Whereas with NC State, we're an Maybe talented team and a poorly coached team. That when you put those two together, I'll take the say evenly talented team with a good coach versus the same talented
1: team with poor coaching. I'm just gonna repeat: NC or UNC has lost three straight games. It would be four if they didn't have a lucky win, which and the NC, statistics point out was a lucky win against Miami. But and like you said, say, a and, win is a win, and right, a loss win is, is a loss. But I'm wins, just gonna tell you: there's there's gonna be a falling out. And it's already started with them losing three straight games. But UNC has two wins. Y'all keep on saying Mac is back.
2: UNC has two wins (laughs) wins against Power 5 programs. NC State has wins against a school of the deaf and blind, a high school – we NC State's beaten no one. Okay. So Ball State is their most impressive win. All right. Ball Barely. State got, we almost Ball State, Ball uh, State, State got, almost blew that yeah, one. Exactly. And Ball <laughs> State got trounced by a D2 school. Look, Look, okay, we, I think okay, so NC
1: State beats UNC. Are people still going to say Mac is back? Is he or is it NC State's so talented though. Mack is State scheduled back. Scheduled I don't care what he does teams, this year.
0: It's the next 2 or 3 years that matter about whether he's back. And so this year has ne- nothing to do with it. So the next it. 2 or 3 years when he keeps losing If he games, keeps losing for 3 years, we got to say wait back. for him to have his guys. Look, man, NC State has 3 wins left and that is it.
1: Okay. I think
0: I I think NC State gets to 6 but just barely because I like the matchup against Boston College. I like Louisville enough I like Georgia Tech enough. UNC's a 50-50 in my opinion. And, you know, Thursday night against Syracuse on a long week, you never know. Absolutely not. <laughs> you never know. You really Absolutely don't. Absolutely not. Because you know, that atmosphere, you know, every NC State fan knows Carter Finley, the Louisville game last year, or two years ago, whatever it was. And I think there's still potential that, you know, the defense keeps him in long enough to get a close win. Against Syracuse? Against Syracuse. Are you serious? Yes. You're positive? Yes.
1: You're going to bet on NC State. Wait a second. Yeah. Put your money on this. You're going to no, bet on no, NC no, no, State no, no, against Syracuse. You I, I, I the, ain't putting nothing on that. You can bet the money in line Syracuse is going to be favorite. I look, bet you.
0: Look, I think <laughs> NC State gets a bowl game, but it's like the one in Antarctica or Alaska or something. Cause like, we're it, driving to Antarctica? Yeah, we're driving. But, you know, I just, it's it's a tough year and I I don't know. I don't know if we have six. It's just. It's going to be a struggle getting there, whether NC State does or not. So,
1: Just remember, uh, the next time NC State tells you it's not rebuilding, it's reloading, don't listen to it. <laughs> don't listen. <laughs> All that
0: preseason hype, don't listen to it. Just but, stop. Okay, but the defense still has potential. The running game still has potential. The receivers are doing great. It's just like we NC State needs a quarterback to lead the offense at enough that we can put points on the board and compete with what our defense is, is allowing the other team to get.
1: But three and two with losses to West Virginia and FSU is not reloading. It's absolutely not reloading. I don't care how you slice that.
0: We'll see. It's it's a long week, so uh you know be back next week with a little Syracuse preview and that should be interesting. But I think that's all we got for you guys today. Thank you for tuning into this little bit longer episode. Watch you know listening to us uh, argue a little bit. But uh, again, I'm your host, Technician Sports Editor Camden Spade. I'm Assistant Sports Editor Jay Kakavaro.
1: And I'm video editor
0: Jalen Harrington. And we'll see you guys next week.